Now, I see a number of young people in the church this morning, and I want to just say something to you. First of all, let me apologize because I don't have actually any objects. Um, I, I'm thinking specifically of the game of rugby. It's on the television at the minute, the, the Rugby World Cup, and many are watching it, and many are fascinated by it. And I thought that I could maybe bring a rugby ball, I thought maybe I could bring a rugby top, and I thought maybe I could bring a, at least a pair of rugby boots, if not some other items. And unfortunately, I don't have anything. Our two rugby balls are completely flat, and I think they were put in the bin when I went to look for them. But, but let's just think for a moment of the rugby team. You see, when you think about the game of rugby, you have to belong to a team. And you've got a game, and the game's in play, and you've got two teams, two sides, 15 in each side, and apparently eight substitutes. And the game is played over the course of 80 minutes. And you think of that, belonging to one of two sides. That reminds me of the scripture that says, who is on the Lord's side? You think of those on the side of evil, the, 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 the side of wrong, the side of sin, the side of the devil. And then think of those who are on the side of good and right and righteousness and the side of God and the side of Christ. And the Bible asks the question, who is on the Lord's side? And I asked you this morning as a young person, are you on the Lord's side? Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Was there a time whenever you joined yourself unto the Lord? It's not what we read this morning in our reading. Um, it says here, neither let the son of the stranger that have joined himself to the Lord. You see, you have to join the team. And, and, and uh, I asked, have you joined yourself to the Lord? I'll tell you something else about the rugby team. Every rugby team has to wear the same kit and the same color. There's the top, there's the shorts, and there's the socks, and they all must be worn, and they have to be seen. And you know, in the Lord's team, God has provided with us the garments of salvation. Isn't that what the psalmist said? And also Isaiah, in Isaiah 61 and verse 10, he hath clothed me in the garments of salvation. And if you're in the Lord's side, he has clothed you with the garment of salvation. And you should never be ashamed of being on the Lord's side because the Lord is a place for you. And isn't it powerful whenever you hear them uh, singing their national anthem and you look at all their faces, you've got uh, tall, lanky fellas and you have got wee short, stocky fellas beside them. And in between, uh, you have got uh, somebody else that's maybe just uh, mediocre. And, and, and that was just reminding to me that there's a place for all of us in a team a team works together. Together, everyone achieves more. And of course, that team is going out to win the game for their side and supporters. Um, every rugby player has a pair of boots. You don't see rugby players out with granny slippers on. You don't see them out with a pair of gym shoes. Or you don't see them out with um, a, 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 a pair of trainers. No, no, they have got these special rugby boots, different, I'm told, from football boots. And these rugby boots have got a pair of studs on. And then, of course, you see, that's all about traction on the field. 
And everyone who's in the Lord's side, who's clothed in the garments of salvation, whose God has given a place and a name, God has also provided their feet to be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And another thing about the um, rugby player is, do you ever see them wearing a scrum hat? A thing that goes right over their ears. Have you ever wondered why that would be? Well, that was to protect their head. And as God provided protection for us with the helmet of salvation, the mind is very important. There's a battle going on for the mind and the mind has to be protected. You can't stop what comes into your mind, but you can stop the, 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 the bad reaction of what comes into your mind by knowing the grace and the help of God. So, so there's the first thing about the rugby team. You must belong to the team. And you must wear the colours with pride and not be ashamed because there's a place for you in the team and you must wear the, the boots and the scrum hat and everything else provided. I want you to think also, and I don't have one, the shape of the ball. Isn't the ball, young people, different from a football? Why is the rugby ball an oval shape and not a complete round shape? Well, I'm told by those that play rugby, here's the answer. It's easy to pass and it's easy to catch. In other words, the ball is different. Doesn't the Bible look upon God's people as being different? We're called in Titus 2 and 14, a peculiar people. In other words, we're, 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 we're different from the rest. And that's very important that we recognize that and rejoice in that. Because we're Christians and therefore we're different from everybody else in the class and the university and the workplace. Why? Because we're on the Lord's side. Do you know also in the game of rugby, the aim of the player is to score a try that needs to be converted. At the end of either pitch, you, you'll see a big hit shape um, a set of goal posts and uh, you'll see a line alongside that and their aim is to get the ball over that line. And if they get the ball over the line, they get five points. Now, not a goal, but a try. So, so there they are in the game with the aim of trying to, to achieve something. And here's the wonderful thing about it. That try needs to be converted. And if it's converted by going through the two tall posts in the shape of the H, they get two more points. You know, the Bible says, repent ye and be converted. The Bible says there in the book of Psalms, then will I teach transgressors their ways and sinners shall be converted unto thee. And it's very important in the end of life that you discover that it's not trying to attain heaven by your own strength and power and ability, but, but you yourself personally need to be converted. And that's another lesson we can learn from the game of rugby. And I'll tell you one other final thing. In every game of rugby, there's a referee. And the referee has a whistle. And the referee has two cards. A yellow card, and he has got a red card. And the yellow card, of course, means you're sent off from the game for a time, and you go into the sin bin, and you pay the penalty, whatever is imposed. The red card means that you're sent off altogether, and you're never allowed back on again. And then when you think of the final whistle, when it blows, the 80 minutes are up. And what has taken place on the pitch is over. And of course, there's usually a winning side and there's a, a, a losing side. 
And again, I'm thinking about the game of life. One day it'll be over. And who's on the Lord's side? And who is not? Remember, there's a heaven to gain. There's a hell to shun. And when God blows the final whistle, whatever that is, our our life is over. And where will we be? Where will we spend eternity? Have you spent time in the sin bin? Do you realize there's a penalty to be paid for your sin? And yet Christ has paid that penalty. Wouldn't it be a terrible thing if at the end of life God shows you the red card? Depart from me, you cursed, you workers of iniquity, and their everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. There's maybe loads of other things we could think about the game of rugby, but I just leave those few thoughts with you today, and I trust and pray there'll be a help and a benefit to you. I'm sorry I didn't have any objects, but I I wanted to bring that uh, little thought to you.